let freedom ring let freedom ring let freedom ring let freedom ring this is under the tree a seminar on freedom with bill ayers Welcome back to Under the Tree, a seminar on freedom. That was Tommy Morello with Let Freedom Ring, getting us started. And then, as always, the voice of Malik Alim, my friend, comrade, and for the past year, my co-conspirator on this podcast. As many of you know, Malik Alim, 28 years old, an inspirational organizer and activist, a spark of energy and hope for me and countless others, died in a dreadful accident on August 20th, 2021, and we've been grieving this tragedy ever since. An unfathomable loss to his family, to his life partner, Christiana Cologne, to his children, Yari and Ori, and to all of us in the progressive movement here in Chicago, to our community and to the world. With Malik's death, we suspended under the tree. And now, after several months and with the encouragement of Christiana and with the wise guidance and support of Damon Williams and Daniel Kisslinger from Ergo, we're relaunching. Today's episode is called Transition, and it's devoted to Malik. For your information, you can hear Malik Alim on most episodes of the pod, but episode number 38, Haiti on My Mind, is one that we co-authored and the inspiration for a lot of mutual planning between us, including future episodes and a trip to Haiti with Walter Riley. Listen to that one. Also listen to episode 15, Revolution is a Curatorial Act, featuring Christiana Ray Cologne. This podcast will continue and more episodes are coming, so please stay tuned. Under the Tree typically begins with a poem, and today we will listen to Malik reading Marge Piercy's The Spring Offensive of the Snail from episode number 40, followed by Remembrances of Malik from our community, a moving montage put together by our friends at Ergo, Daniel and Damon. Please find a quiet, safe space and listen up. Our first regular feature is A Moment of Zen, the quiet contemplation of a poem. Today's poem is The Spring Offensive of the Snail by Marge Piercy. Living someplace else is wrong. In Jerusalem, the golden floating over New England smog, above paper company forests, deserted brick textile mills, square brooders on the rotten rivers, developer-chewed mountains. Living out of time is wrong. The future drained us thin as paper. We were tools scraping. After the revolution, we would be good, love one another, and bake fruitcakes. In the meantime, eat your ulcer. Living upside down is wrong. Roots in the air, mouths filled with sand. Only what might be saying, I cannot live crackling with electric rage always. The journey is too long to run. Cursing those who can't keep up. Give me your hand. Talk quietly to everyone you meet. It is going on. We are moving again with our houses on our backs. This time we have to remember to sing and make soup. Pack the capital and the vitamin E, the basil plant for the sill, Apache tears you picked up in the desert. 
but remember to bury all quarrels behind the garage for compost. Forgive who insulted you. Forgive yourself for being wrong. You will do it again, for nothing living resembles a straight line. Certainly not this journey to and fro, zigzagging you there and me here, making our own road onward, as the snail does. Yes, for some time we might contemplate not the tiger, not the eagle or grizzly, but the snail, who always remembers that wherever you find yourself eating is home, the center where you must make your love, and wherever you wake up is here, the right place to be, where we start again. The Spring Offensive of the Snail by Marge Piercy We are here to pay tribute to the life and legacy of Malik Jabril Alim, who transitioned from this plane August 20th 2021, and we are here to honor his spirit and life in the way that aligned most with how he lived, with the memories of his community and family. We want to dedicate this tribute to his parents, Troy and Janine, to Rafi and Jenna, to his life partner in love, Christiana Ray Cologne, and most importantly to his children, Yari and Ori. Malik was a brother to me, not only in family, but a brother in struggle and in liberation. It was an honor to bear witness to his courage, to his light, to his generosity, to his passion, and to his compassion. And for the fellow witnesses who had the pleasure and honor to know him in any way, it is our responsibility to uphold his legacy. It is our responsibility to uphold his legacy by striving towards a greater ethic of love. Although we are saddened by the loss and perpetually feel the devastation of the void, I rejoice in knowing an adventurer, a builder, a creator, a fighter, a lover who taught me more about what it means to be human. He was a revolutionary freedom fighter, organizer, and movement builder, passionate artist and media maker, and a caring friend and family member to so many. But more than anything, he was the most loving and caring father, and it was such a gift to be able to observe as a brother and peer, and the way in which he loved his children expanded my own understanding of manhood. We remember your efforts. We see your work and we appreciate your sacrifices. It is our duty to keep you in our hearts and to continue your legacy. Malik is love. The whole time I was pregnant with Ori, I really thought I'd get to the other side of birth with no stretch marks. Because when I say Malik used to rub my big round belly with all the butters and oils every day, sometimes two, three times a day. I mean, that man made my pregnancy a paradise. Malik was a powerful birth partner. He stayed in the water, loving me through 56 hours of labor. 
Malik Alim is the love of my life. Malik's love healed me and transformed me. Malik's love is the sweetest nectar my heart has ever known. Malik held me with more tenderness and protection than I knew was possible. He's holding me with tenderness and protection now. Our epic love is an adventure story that took us from Chicago to Chattanooga to New York to Asheville to Puerto Rico to Atlanta to Phoenix to Mexico City to San Francisco to Austin to New Orleans to the afterlife. And I'm down to go with him wherever that adventure leads. Malik will sit on the throne of my heart till the end of time. Malik is very much alive. Look around. Look at what Malik has co-created with the universe. Look at all the ways you have shown up for yourself and for community. I believe that is Malik moving in you. Look at the ways community has shown up for you and for itself. That is Malik very much alive, moving in us, moving us, moving. When Ori and I made it back on the boat and I was hysterical, screaming, pleading with the heavens, Ori came into my lap and wrapped his little strong body around my head and stroked my hair and said, don't be scared, mommy. We'll find daddy later. Daddy's okay. And he's absolutely right. His daddy is more than okay. His daddy is free. A few days later, Ori said to me, you help keep me brave in the water. I help daddy keep everybody brave. So I feel Malik very much alive. I feel Malik's spirit actively loving me through my son. I feel Malik's love multiplying out through our family. I feel Malik's love multiplying through community. The community Malik weaved together through a life of intentional loving has risen to embody the very world he believed was possible. Look what Malik has co-created with the universe. Look at what Malik has co-created, is co-creating with this community. Look at what his powerful spirit can do, free from the limitations of time, space, and flesh. Imagine what Malik's playful, loving, revolutionary self will be doing unbound by time and space. He's already provided a lifetime of love and abundance for his children through the love he sowed in all of you. And not only his children, but the generations his children will heal. The world is more free and will continue to get more free as Malik's love continues to move in it. Malik says, death is a lot like birth, a lot of pressure, and then so much light and so, so much love, so much squad. Malik has been born into the freedom from limitations of time and space. Malik has been born into the squad of our ancestors. And at his last breath, it was me, Malik, 
and Ori back in the water. We all return to the water. And just like in the birthing pool in my mama's basement, though he was by my side holding me, rubbing my belly, there was a point he couldn't come with me. When it came time to be a portal of spirit from one side to another, that was one threshold I could only cross myself to be transformed. This time, when we three spirits returned to the water, there was a point past which I couldn't join him, where Malik became that portal of spirit from one side to another, to be born into his freedom, to be born into his place beside his powerful legion of ancestors, to be called into his greater assignment. Imagine Malik's love pouring into the life of his community without the limitations of not remembering he answered your text yet. <laughs> Imagine Malik's love free to wrap itself around both of his children in the same moment, even when they're joyously living continents apart. Malik has been born into this greater assignment, and I know he's going to have so much fun with it. And now my assignment is to use my life to multiply out Malik's love a millionfold. To raise our son as a vessel for Malik's spirit and love. Malik is born into a greater assignment with greater freedom. You've heard about the winds his movements made on this side. Imagine the winds his movements on the other side will steward for justice. So I know with all the love he poured into the world, pouring back into me and his children, that I can hold down my assignment. To be as powerful a birth partner for Malik's vision of a new world as he was for me, birthing our son. Long live Malik. It never mattered how long it's been since you'd seen me but you'd always welcome me with open arms. And it's just a reminder for me to let everyone know at every hello and goodbye that I love you. I I love you, Malik. We love you. We, we love you, Malik. We love you. We, we love you. Long live Malik. Malik was young enough to be my son. He wasn't, of course. He was a respected comrade. The last time I was in virtual proximity to Malik was in April when I appeared as a guest on the podcast that he produced titled Under the Tree, a seminar on freedom with Bill Ayers. The conversation opened with Bill saying that Malik had sent a question for me. Ask her about her origin story because a lot of us see her as our movement mother, a wise woman, even a superhero. I'm no superhero, that's for sure, but it meant so much to me that he would hold me in such high regard. I sputtered my way to answering the question. I want to rage at the unfairness and injustice of a 28-year-old young person losing his life in such a way, but that would make this loss mainly about me, and though I am sad and furious, I want to spend my time thinking about Malik and uplifting his precious life for his children and all those who loved him. He was quick to smile and such a compassionate soul. 
no one will take his place. And that feels right. He is irreplaceable. We will go on. That's the cruelty and beauty of life. We will keep fighting for freedom and liberation for Black people, and by extension, everyone, because that was the struggle that he poured into his time on earth. I'm going to lean into the gratitude that I feel to have crossed paths with him in this world. Gratitude for all the love he poured into his loved ones in our communities. Gratitude that he lived even for such an abbreviated time. His spirit will live on in his children and in each of us who were blessed to be in community with him. Thank you, Malik. We love you. My dearest Malik, I wish you were here so I could tell you how much I'm going to miss you and most importantly, how special you are to me. You left a huge impact on my life with your authenticity, the way you loved and gave and your friendships. And I'll never forget our last conversation where we talked about our existence and transcending the ego and stepping into a higher consciousness. I'll love you forever, Malik. So I have so many fond memories of Malik. I've known him for about seven to eight years, I'd say. But the ones I want to share for this are a reflection of what a wonderful father he was because Malik's legacy will live on in them. Um, The last time I hung out with him a couple months ago, I was waiting in the car and he was on the sidewalk talking on the phone forever. I was like, what is going on over there? Like, does he need something? I kept giving him a look. He's like, everything's fine, you know? And then about 15 to 20 minutes later, he finally gets in. He's like, I'm sorry about that. My son had a nightmare and he needed me. And with Yari, (laughs) we were shooting my music video and Yari was in the car on the other side of the parking lot and she yelled, daddy, daddy. And Malik goes, yes, yeah, yeah. She just says, I love you. <laughs> it was the cutest thing. But with that, you can just see, I could just see and tell with the two of them how much their dad means to them and how great of a father he's been to them. And I just really enjoyed watching Malik as a father and I love his children so much and I know they'll grow up to be incredible humans because they have Malik in their hearts and that that's never going to die. Long live Malik. Malik, such a dedicated father and a dedicated black man uh, who loved his family, his woman, his children, his community, his people. He will be sorely missed. Um, This is Damon Williams. I'm his father-in-law, and I've watched him nurture and grow his children, as well as his relationship with our beloved Christiana. It's a severe tragedy that we lost him so young. I would love to have seen what he went on to become, but his legacy will live on through his children, and we will be there to support and continue raising them as he would have. God bless. I met Malik about seven years ago uh, through my now husband, and they were really good friends um, since high school. And so I got to know Malik pretty well. And I remember the first time that I met him, he gave me this really great hug. And I remember thinking it was so weird because I didn't even know him at the time. 
But over time, I realized like he does that every single time he sees you. He gives you this big hug and it's like you've known him forever and he'll, you know, say your name and say hi and like get excited. And earlier this year, I was just kind of thinking it had been a while because of COVID that since we had seen him and I was like, man, I just, I miss Malik and I miss his hugs. And, you know, luckily uh, we were able to visit uh, Chicago back in June and, uh, you know, got one of those last hugs. Um, but you know, that I think is one of the things I'm going to miss most is that he always just made me and anyone who was new to the group, um, feel so welcome. And that was just his personality. Um, and that's, that's really rare. And, you know, I, I know so many of you are all going to miss, miss that about him. So just want to shout out to Christiana and those babies. Um, I love you guys so much um, and all of his family and everybody. This is Barbara Ransby, remembering Malik Aleem. I have some wonderful memories uh, of Malik um, and not so much singular dramatic memories, but just um, just the, the, the calming, I can get it done, I got this kind of spirit when we were working together. And also just the love and attention to to his beautiful children. I mean, it was just always a pleasure to see him in tune with them, attentive to them, and just uh, loving in every way. And so I will always keep that with me, always keep his his beautiful curiosity with me and uh, the, the way that he moved in the world. So um, he was with us a short time, but but made a lasting impact. The first time I met Malik Alim was in the breathing room. I can't remember the particular moment, but I do remember the feeling. I met him through Christiana as her partner. And I remember him with his kids. I remember he was carrying one of his children. I remember he was so gentle and I just remember um, how kind and comfortable he was. It was very uncomfortable for me at first because I don't trust the gentleness of, of cis men, which is ironic because I've always in a way demanded gentleness and kindness from cis men. I've struggled with, I realize the moments where cis men are gentle and are kind and are warm and are comfortable. And I feel like I took his gentleness and his kindness for granted. The gentleness of Black men seldom gets to be visible. And I think it's because a lot of people respond to the gentleness and sweetness and kindness of Black men the way that I did and the way that I do, with discomfort. In this world, to be gentle and to be soft as Black men, I can imagine. And I see how difficult that is. It doesn't get to be as visible as Malik made it. 
And I took that for granted. I feel like my discomfort and my projections of distrust kept me from being able to appreciate the light that Malik is. I don't know Malik very well, but I feel that this is a lesson that I will not take for granted. I will always, in Malik's honor, vow not to project my trauma onto the brilliance and gentleness and beauty that Black men, that Malik had to offer in this world. I will respond trustingly to kindness and gentleness. I send out so much love and presence with all those who love Malik and to his children and to his love, Christiana. Peace be upon Malik Alim. May he continue to transition and may we continue to exercise the future he imagined. And our actions and our courage and our audacity to be brilliant and bright and beautiful and to receive and to trust. Man, what could I say to honor my coworker and friend Malik Aleen? I don't think that there are enough words. I have known Malik for just under a year. Um, I met him when I started working at the Chicago Community Bond Fund. And he was such a welcoming presence. Um, he really went out of his way to affirm me and make me feel seen and appreciated when I was a little insecure as the new person on the team um, at the Bond Fund. I really enjoyed collaborating with him. He always brought such great energy. He was so calm and I could be kind of type A and anxious. And so <laughs> he really balanced me out. And his absence is just going to be deeply felt. But honestly, more than a coworker, I was just so impressed with Malik as a father. I believe that he really embodied the love of God in the way that he was so patient and tender and kind with his children in the way that he put them above all else. And I know that he lived a life with his priorities in the right place, prioritizing family, justice, compassion, and people. And his legacy will be a blessing to all of us if we can just live up to it and honor it. Hi, my name is Marie Franklin, and I've been working with Malik for the last few months now. It's, it's probably been uh, almost a year. And my grandson, who is seven now, a few months ago, he saw Malik on one of my Zoom calls. And my grand grandson is like a co-worker. You know, he thinks any Zoom call I'm on, he's supposed to get on too. And he was so excited about Malik's hair. Malik had the dreads then. 
And he says, oh, my gosh, Grandma, I want my hair like him. So I said, okay, fine. So uh, a few days later, I I was uh, talking to Malik on the Zoom and I said, hey, my grandson says he wants his hair like yours. And so Malik was really tickled by that and said, well, I'm just glad to be somebody's hair goes. So um, we started um, letting my grandson grow his hair out. And so he's got some little dreads now. And it was all inspired by Malik. Malik, we're going to miss you. The last time I saw Malik, it was at the Breathing Room Gardens. And I just have been reflecting on how lucky I was to have this interaction with him. Uh, It was sort of unexpected. I arrived at the gardens for something else and hadn't seen him in a really long time. And he ran up to me and I kind of thought he was going to run past me. Like, you know, he had this sort of urgent look in his eyes and he stopped me and he was like, hey, can we talk? And it ended up that he wanted us to sort of have a moment to acknowledge the fact that we had lost contact around some work that, you know, a project the two of us had sort of started together at the start of the pandemic. And he was pulling me aside to sort of, you know, acknowledge that we had lost contact on this work and to really be accountable for how that might've impacted me. And it was such a surprise in that moment, but I've just been feeling grateful that we got a chance to hug and cry a little and look into each other's eyes and recognize how hard the past year had been for everyone. And it was a moment that to me is illustrative of so much of what I learned from Malik and what I always felt in his presence, which was that it was possible to move with a really intense love and accountability for everyone around you um, and to sort of make space for attending to one another. And I really look forward to doing that work, completing that work in his honor. So I have so many fond memories of Malik. I've known him for about seven to eight years, I'd say. But the ones I want to share for this are a reflection of what a wonderful father he was because Malik's legacy will live on in them. Um, The last time I hung out with him a couple months ago, I was waiting in the car and he was on the sidewalk talking on the phone for forever. I was like, what is going on over there? Like, does he need something? I kept giving him a look. He's like, everything's fine, you know? And then about 15 to 20 minutes later, he finally gets in. He's like, I'm sorry about that. My son had a nightmare and he needed me. And with Yari, <laughs> we were shooting my music video and Yari was in the car on the other side of the parking lot and she yelled, daddy, daddy. And he goes, yes, yeah, yeah. She just says, I love you. <laughs> It was the cutest thing. But with that, you can just see, I could just see and tell with the two of them how much their dad means to them and how great of a father he's been to them. And I just really enjoyed watching Malik as a father. And I love his children so much. And I know they'll grow up to be incredible humans because they have Malik in their hearts and that that's never going to die. Long live Malik. This is Bill Ayers. This is a time of tears for those of us who knew and loved Malik Alim. He's gone and a gaping, irreparable hole has been ripped in our hearts. We're stabbed, assaulted, and we cannot stop the tears. 
I knew and admired Malik for years as an organizer and an activist, a thinker and a doer, a reliable presence in the movement. We said hello and chatted at demonstrations. We greeted one another with a hug at movement gatherings. But something changed qualitatively a year ago when we began collaborating to create our little backroom podcast about freedom. Gratitude to Damon and Daniel for thinking that Malik and I could become a team. We may have looked on several dimensions like an odd couple, but we clicked, and somehow we found a unique synergy across our vast differences of age and race and background, and within our common dreams of a world that could be and should be, but is not yet. I learned from him every day where to hold the mic and how to create studio conditions in a closet, for example, but also when to shut up and listen and how to make our messages more educational and compelling. We mentored one another, and I learned from him and grew with him inch by inch. We didn't need a reminder, certainly not this unwelcome prompt, to tell us that life is fragile, precious, hanging by a thread. But even so, there it is, a boisterous declaration that our moment in the sun is brief. Malik knew it too. His was a short life, true, too short, but a rich life nonetheless, because he lived it fully and fiercely, with purpose and at full attention. He got up each morning, took care of his kids, connected with friends, did his good work, and loved his family and his community passionately, day by day, every day. Malik's passing is entirely upside down, out of order, no parent should be required to grieve their son. No young child should be have their poppy torn away in a flash. So the tears keep coming, and not tears alone, no. It's also been a time of intense remembering, of intimate laughter, and fervent embraces. Death took his life, but death did not end our relationships with him or with one another. No matter how far back you go in memory, it's in the work of his hands, in his curious and impatient mind, in his family, and in each of us that we find Malik again. Those things are still unfolding, still in the making, still drawing from the deep well of his life. The past is done, and life is still unfolding. The pain we share now is a measure of Malik's impact and value in our lives. But we're not broken. As long as we have not lost his place among us, we will always miss him, of course, but we can all choose to live deeper and more intentional and more committed lives in honor of him. I'm sending laser beams of light and love to Malik's parents and siblings, to Christiana, and to the mighty Ori and Yari, for their sake, we rise again. Malik Alim, presente.